gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Dalla up for the layup, oh, blocked by James! To Curry, way down top, bang, bang! This the Just find them sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. You know what I'm I don't think the front office of that organization, of our New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Unix. And guys, do we have a lot to talk about? First, um,. I just want to apologize for not having content coming out in the past week, week and a half. No, 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 just a week. Um, so funny thing, Thursday, Friday last week, that was non-existent. Why? Because, well, um, I got sick. I've been out with the flu. So if I'm still sounding weird, I can't breathe on my nose right now. Like, congestion is just super bad. Like, it's not as bad as it was a few days ago, but I now have to blow my nose every 30 minutes, so that's nice. So if I do sign a little off, that is why. I'm also really excited because my studio got renovated, I got a new podcasting setup, so I am super, super excited about that. And yeah, with everything being said on that end with sickness... The YouTube schedule will go back to normal. The podcasting schedule will go back to normal starting next week. Which is actually a bummer because I had stuff planned for my YouTube channel come for March Madness. Featuring my gaming channel. Featuring my gaming side of the channel. So, bummed out about that because I actually had a really cool concept I'm still going to try to do. Because I think you guys will still enjoy that. But, as of right now... Um, things are just in limbo, so I, I was gonna make a Jalen Brown and Boston Celtics joke, but I'm not gonna go there, I'm not gonna go there, but no, um, next week things will be normal, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, this week, due to sickness, it was just non-existent. But stop talking about that. I'm going to give through social media real quick. That I really want to talk to you guys about the NBA today. So many amazing stuff happened. Um, just happened today in two days ago. Well, I guess even today. So when I'm recording it. So when I'm recording this, it's during the Thunder Clippers game. So, I'm going to go over the standings in a bit, but it's not going to be technically up to date because I'm doing it during the final game. Because, again, I'm sick and I can't wait till this game's over because I can't wait till after I do the script and everything until 11, 12 o'clock to try to do all this stuff. And I'm not exaggerating. So, I'm just doing that right now. So, while I go for the West, it's going to be kind of inaccurate. So, just go with that. But, no, I... I'm actually really excited to talk about because yesterday, or what's today, uh, Wednesday was really exciting, and then even Thursday was exciting, because I know Isaac Coro, he got the game-winning shot, it was amazing, Big Cat, my guy, Carl Anthony Towns came back, and it was drawn up just like a superhero movie, drawn up just like a superhero movie, 
He's out 51, 52, I think uh, 52 games. He comes back and he leads his team to an amazing game win. He like he wins the game for his team. It was an amazing, amazing game. If you guys did not watch it, I'll wrap it up. He hit the two clutchest free throws of probably his career right then and there. And it was so amazing. Like, I really like Big Cat. Big Cat, to me, is a phenomenal basketball player. Killed by injuries, plagued by injuries, but phenomenal basketball player nonetheless. So, so much stuff happened. Um, again, if you guys don't know where to find me, it's always going to be social media like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you already listening to the podcast, you already know where to find me for that. But... There's always these different platforms. If you get bored with one, just jump to the other. Unless you're on Android and just stick on that one because you guys have no creativity for anything. At least for Apple, we have different Man, I was gonna try to make I was gonna try to make a really cool point out of that, but the problem is well I was talking out of my head, I know I'm gonna get crushed for that. Because there is a lot of iPhone bias. And yes, I just proved myself to be an idiot because I just said that Android was not creative. I'm still sick. Give me, just give me a break on that end. But no, so a lot of cool stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened in the West. The The Mavericks-Warriors game was insane. Luka choked again. Go figure. Uh, I don't know why Mark Cuban and him... Or getting all te- like it was su- it's such a bad call. But I'm not gonna go down that route. I'm not gonna go down that route. They could do a stupid little protest all they want. Suns losing to the Lakers. That actually hurt because of the fouls. That's actually really bad because it should never be 46 to 20 in free throw. That's a disparity you never want to talk about. But whatever, whatever. Lakers get back in the tenth. Bucks blew out the Spurs. Like, Bucks, Lakers, I'm sorry, Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, they're all confirmed for the postseason. Nuggets and Grizzlies won their division. They clinched their division. Nuggets are probably going to get the first seed. Second seed will be Grizzlies. Third seed will be Kings. Everything else is in limbo. Like, from 4th to 12th is separated by three games, which is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. But no, you guys know where to find me. And I just want to jump right into this. Like, right into this. I'm not going to give you guys a rant or a mini rant. As I already did on social media. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wednesday night against the Lakers. That was bad. That was bad. I tried staying composed, but I couldn't. So... We're going to run like normal, breaking news around the league. Then I want to talk about Jalen Brown to Boston Celtics in the topic of the day segment. Like, we need to know what's going on between Celtics and Brown. Because I don't know. I don't know. And this is going to get really, really bad because this contract comes up in a season. Next offseason, he's going to be hitting the market. And teams will be paying him. And I don't think he's going to re-sign with the Celtics because of this one reason. If he goes down this route, I'm going to talk to you guys about that in a bit. But I've already spent seven minutes rambling about other stuff. 
But speaking about the Lakers, speaking about the Mavericks, where Kyrie Irving could not play, I want to talk about these guys. I want to talk about this. So the Lakers are unlikely to pursue Kyrie due to a lack of cyberspace. And we knew that. Like, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with that dynamic. But if you were, or you weren't, doesn't really matter. They can't get Kyrie Irving because they have the contract of D'Lo. And they want to pay Austin Reeves. They want to pay a lot of these guys. And they're probably going to try to go out in the market next offseason and try to get a few other players. And Kyrie's an expensive guy. And for what the type of contract he wants, they're just not going to be able to fulfill it. Kyrie, to my knowledge, is not going to take anything less than that. And then what he wants, which is like around $200 million. Or what was ever being negotiated as the extension if he were to come back. Instead of being like a half a season rental for Dallas if he was going to extend. Because to be honest, I don't know if he's going to come back to Dallas. I don't want to spectate on that right now. I don't want to speculate. To be honest, because I think there is a chance he comes back. I don't think this half a season rental... Uh, perspective is going to be an, be enough to persuade Kyrie either way. I think Kyrie will be persuaded by the money. To be honest, I think, hey, you get to play Luka. He's a fantastic basketball player. Why not play with one of the league's best? Now, the only downside to that is Luka's ego. Same with Kyrie, but Kyrie has played under LeBron James, or beside LeBron James, rather, and many other great players like Kevin Durant and even James Harden to a certain extent. To a certain extent, but when we're talking about great basketball players, LeBron James and Kevin Durant, nonetheless. Those are going to be the two main guys he's played with. And Kyrie's played with a lot, a lot of uh, basketball players. So, I don't know. I want to say... He does? I want to say he does come back. But either way, he's not going to be going to LA. And there was so much drama going on. Not drama, but a lot of news, a lot of opinions, a lot of rumors, a lot of reports of just, hey, Kyrie's being blocked from going to LA because of Joe Tessai. Or there's a falling out this way. He doesn't want to go there. Here's a list of demands. Or, hey, Mavericks, they're going in. And I remember on that Sunday when the news broke, I was with my family, so I couldn't answer. But when I saw that break, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not near my I'm not near my studio. I'm my phone's with me, but I oh my gosh. I was legit panicking. So I'm like, of course it had to break. News such as that does not break. Also, timeout, and I guess not part of this, but can we just say this past season's NBA trade line? The trade line was so crazy. You had the Kevin Durant news break uh, come 1 30 in the morning, East Coast time. Or at least around my, at least around 11, 11 30 my time. Um, AZ time. You had Kevin, again, Kyrie Irving trade announced on a Sunday, on a weekend. I can't remember the last time big trades happened at night on a weekend. That's actually really shocking to me. 
I don't, I don't know if I've ever said that before, but it is shocking to me nonetheless. I don't know. That's just a me saying. I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else really paid attention to that or cared. But I just thought this past NBA uh, trade on was pretty weird. Not the trade itself, but the actual times everything got dropped. I guess some of the trades could have been like, oh, yeah, that's kind of strange. But anyways, the Lakers are unlikely to pursue Kyrie due to lack of salary space. Maybe if they got rid of deal, like I have to sit down and see the Lakers' salary uh, cap. I want to, like I have to see that because I'm just spitballing off numbers because I know some contracts. Because I know Delo's making 31. I know if Davis and LeBron, LeBron's in mid 40s, and Davis is close enough to 40s. So I'm spitballing. I'm going off my brain. Hold on, give me a second. So. There's no good incentive for them. Like the salary cap next season, like 2023, 24 for the Lakers, is just non-existent. Let me read some of these guys for you. Let me read some of these. There are seven players right here that I'm going to say that. Here on, there's there's seven players right here, but. Uh, poor, per, uh, spot track or spot rack.com, the estimated base salary for LeBron is going to be close enough to 47 million. And then you have Anthony Davis, 40 million. You have Malik Beasley, 16 and a half. Mobamba, 10. Jared Vanderbilt, f- 4. And then a bunch of other guys making small amount of money. Other than you have the cap holds, which if you guys don't know what a cap hold is, it represents a placeholder for pending free agents and unsigned draft picks, etc., etc. And since the Lakers are currently over the league uh, salary cap, these cap holds don't count against their total cap figure, if that makes sense. So, pretty much renouncing these cap holds will not afford the team any new cap space. But these figures will not be counted towards the team's luxury tax allocation either. So, with that being said, Roy Hachimura, or Mori, Mora? Yeah. It's going to be making close enough to 19. Dilo, 38. Uh, Lonnie, 7. Reeves going to be getting paid. So, you guys get where I'm coming from. So, yeah. Wow, they have 40 million in luxury tax. Interesting. But no, so the money's just not going to work. I'm going to have to break it down more. Find out, because I, I have to think about that more, but the money's not going to work. They're going to have to do too much finagling to make that work. So, Kyrie's probably not going to be a Laker. That's just not some of mine. He's probably going to become a Dallas Maverick. Now, watch Suns fans uh, say, oh, hey, it's Phoenix. 
should make the win now decision to get Kyrie. I don't know if I would want that. I love Kyrie, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think that would set the Suns up for success. I'm not going to talk about that right now. That's just me spitballing. Also, something I am going to talk about right now is LeBron James. So, I don't know ESPN sources, and honestly, I couldn't care. But, LeBron James is calling out everyone. He's calling out everyone. So, ESPN reported that LeBron James is making progress in his rehab from his right foot injury. And could play, and could play in a few games. During the final week of the regular season. And for everyone that does not know, the regular season concludes April 9th and the playing tournament uh, begins April 11th. I am excited because we're only three or so weeks away from that glorious day. So I'm excited for that. But in all of that, in all of that, you guys ready? LeBron has something different. This is what he said. This was uh, on Thursday morning. This is Thursday morning. I guess these reports are wrong because per LeBron James, quote, there was an evaluation today and there hasn't been any target date for my return. I'm just working around the clock every day for time today to give myself to best chance of coming back full strength whenever that is. God bless y'all sources. I speak for myself. And he had the palm to face uh, emoji. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I get that he just said there hasn't been any target day for his return. But I don't know if to take that as good or bad. At least if you're a Lakers fan or a fan of LeBron James or just wanting to see if this dude's going to check back into the regular season before the postseason if they make it into the play-in. Which right now they are. So if the league ended today, which it doesn't, but if it did end today, they make it as a 10 seed, play their two games, and try to make it into the postseason. But it's very interesting to me. So, I don't know if this is better for fans or worse for fans. be honest, because ESPN said, make it progress. Could play in a few games. Maybe the final three to four games. Like they're getting really specific. And then my guy comes over here saying, there is no target day for the return. He's just working around the clock. Every day, free time today. And he said, coming back full strength whenever that is. So either he knows and he just doesn't want to say, or no one knows, and the Lakers, Darvin Ham, and everyone else are trying to say, okay, um, what do we do here? We got game plan. But so far, they're working. Like, trust me, I don't know how much the refs are being paid, especially when given superstar or level fouls and calls to Austin Reeves to benefit him. I just, I've never seen that. And I don't mind the game of Austin Reeves. He's going to get paid, whatever. Just, I've seen his game. He hasn't improved that much. He hasn't improved. He's just getting more playing time. And they're treating him like the Holy Grail. 
Like, calm down. Anyways, the Lakers are 6-4. and four. They're tied with the Mavericks in 10th, but they could be in 9th. I just love to point out that if the Thunder win, I just want to say this. If the Thunder win, they would be in 7th. They're almost slipping out of the playing tournament. They're almost coming out of the playing tournament. That's amazing to me. If the Clippers win, they're probably securing fourth. They're probably securing fourth. So, so let that be known. Just, just let that be known. Oh, this the West is so tight, man. But guys, with that being said, I have no idea how you take that. I don't know how you slice that. I guess you'd be like, hey, this is positive because LeBron's not saying, um, I can't make my return. That return's not going to happen. Which I guess is a positive because it's not rolling out. They might come back for the regular season. But here's my feeling. I'm just going to say for how it is. This is just what came across my mind. LeBron James will return if and only if the Lakers truly need him. But if they're sitting pretty at 10th or 9th and they're comfortable and then they'll sit him they'll let him recover continue recovering and they'll just bring him in for the playing tournament I say it's going to be their best strategy I say that will be their best strategy to be completely honest sorry if you guys can hear me drinking over here I'm pretty sure y'all just Heard that nasty sound, but again, sick over here. Yeah, I need some water. Whew. But no, that that's where I'm at. So I could see LeBron coming back. It just depends on where the Lakers are at. Because LeBron, he's going to recover. He's going to play through it. He isn't married. He's going to play through it. If he had to. But the team's 6-4. and four, So I. So how many games they have left? Let's just look at this. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. They have 9 games left. Season ends April 9th. Their biggest games are going to be. No, here I'm just going to give you the. I'm gonna, instead of just cherry picking. Let me just give you the final nine games. So it goes Thunder, Bulls, Bulls, Timberwolves, Rockets, Jazz, Clippers, Suns, Jazz. So they play the Bulls two more times. They play the Jazz two more times. They play Thunder one more time. Timberwolves one more time. Rockets one more time. Clippers one more time. And Suns one more time. Their final two games will be at home. Um, they actually have a four-game road stretch. That series from March 29th to April 4th is going to be all road games. But it shouldn't be too bad. Their biggest fear is going to be going against the Timberwolves and Rock. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not the Rockets. Timberwolves and Jazz. Bulls and Rockets should be easy dubs. Sorry, Rocket fans. Sorry, Bull fans. 
just how it is. Thunder, that's going to be tricky. But they are catching the Thunder on their back-to-back. So I guess when this episode comes out, it'll be today's game. But for the time of this recording, tomorrow's game and their current game. Which is going to be all out for the Thunder because they have everything to lose. Actually, they have nothing to lose because everyone ruled them out in the beginning of this season. It didn't sing of them as a top team or even a playing team. But they've made significant strides. I am going to say that. I'm going to make a podcast episode just dedicated to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm 100% going to do that. I'm 100% going to do that. I, I think I have to. Also, I just have to ask this question. Does anyone know the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder? People probably still think it's, uh, it's, ah, uh, who, who, who's the coach in Chicago? Um, oh, man, blank and hold on. Who's the, who's the coach? I picture his face, but it's not Bobby. Coach of the, I'm going to be so mad. Who, hold on. Billy Donovan, not Bobby. People still sorry saying it's Donovan. But no, no, no. I remember, I remember when Mark Denault, Link, I remember when Mark, 30 years old, got hired. People were so, people, some people I saw were happy. Some people I saw were, were sad. People were just mixed. I think it's actually really, really good. If it wasn't a runaway with Mike Brown, I say Mark over here could have a chance of becoming um, coach of the year. He's turned around this franchise. And because of how great they're performing, I would almost give him coach of the year. I really do think it's between him and, um, and Mike, Mike Brown of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, really, real quick, guys. He was hired on November 11th, 2020. He became the fourth head coach in Thunder history. Who are they trying to be? The Pittsburgh Steelers, but without all the championships and fame? Yes, I did go there. You're welcome, NFL fans and Steelers fans. Just real quick, I have to look this up. I have to look this up. How many coaches in Steelers history? Trust me. 16. They've had 16 head coaches, really? No. Yeah, so 16. Seems like a lot. No, it's free. Because it was Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and Mike Tomlin. Yeah. So, since 1969, the team has had just three men to helm. I guess that could have been prior, but I'm just acknowledging the free. Because I get it that you could bring up guys like Buddy Parker, but I don't care. It's only been free. Fine, fine, fine. There were 16, but free since 1970. You're talking about 50 free seasons. Sorry for the voice crack. Still, pretty incredible. Nonetheless, very incredible. 
Anyways, getting back to this, and I don't know how I, I saw a shiny object, and I took it. I took it. Took advantage of it? Never mind. Never mind. But yeah, so that's where we're at right now. So that's where the Lakers are at with LeBron James. Now you want to know another LA team that's not going to have the benefit of getting back to one of their star players before the season ends? The Clippers. PG-13. And I guess then I should have just said, because there's only two LA teams. I really should have said California teams, because there's four. Uh, Sacramento, Golden State, and then the both LA teams, um, Clippers and Lakers. I guess I should have said that to make it a little more, on, uh, not, uh, um, uh, okay, I can't speak today. A little more mysterious and a little more um, not so, well, between two. I just got done talking about the Lakers. The RLA team's going to be the Clippers. Anyways, I'm more in here, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. So, Paul George. For y'all who have not heard the news yet, wake up from your um from your sleep. I don't know. Who's that one? I was about to make a Disney reference. Snow White. Was it Snow White? I don't know. I don't care. But if you're living under a rock for the past few days, get up. Get up out of your rock and check CourtsOfHeat.com or CourtsOfHeat on Twitter or anywhere on the internet to see that Paul George will be solid for the next two to three weeks due to a right knee sprain. A good gosh. Oh, oh my god. I don't even know how this was only a knee sprain. I saw my guy was just about to sacrifice his knee. I saw my guy was just trying to recreate his time in with Indiana. You remember that horrific injury he suffered? Oh, bloody that. Woo! That made grown men just squeal. I'm not even kidding, you guys. Like, when I saw that, like, seeing the images, that does nothing. But when you watch, like, the 25-second video, oh, my gosh. Oh, he landed on that knee so bad. He landed on that knee so bad. Oh, I guess when I saw that leg, like when I saw the leg just hyperextend, I'm like, this is Indiana Pacers. This is a flashback. Like, Poe George is not destined for anything good in his life. Just when I, I'm rewatching it now. I am rewatching now. That's how sick I am. Because for some reason, I want to watch. But you know what? I don't want to watch it, but. Oh. Oh my gosh. I just. Sometimes I just just wonder what's happening to the body of. Of whom, who was his name? Paul George. Oh, my lanta. I, I legit do feel bad for him. I do. Because Paul George has suffered a lot of injuries in his career. 
He has. I don't think anyone could take that away from Paul George. And I don't think he wants to have that as an accomplishment. All I'm saying is that Paul George is a very lucky man to be playing to this day due to the scary injuries he has suffered. And even his new one. I'm just happy he's okay. I really am. But with that being said, he's going to be signed for the next two to three weeks due to a right knee sprain. And from uh, clutch points, Tomar Azari. Oh, I botched this guy's last name. I just botched this man's last name. Um, no disrespect, my guy. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I don't think I'll ever be able to know how to pronounce your name. I put your first name into a pronouncer. But I did not put your last name. Uh, that's cool. That is cool. Um, so my guy Tamar from Clippers. Uh, he uh, from Clutch Points. He is a Clippers slash NBA beat writer. I recommend him. Love his stuff. I follow him a lot, especially um when he gets retweeted from Clutch Points, right? But okay, anyways. So he said. Uh, during the evening time yesterday, or on Thursday, which would be yesterday the time this podcast comes out, uh, that Paul George has no damage to major, lim- major ligaments in his right leg. Uh, surgery is not expected to be on the table for Paul George. His reevaluation. In two to three weeks, we tell a lot as his injury is not a pain tolerance type of injury. To clarify the pain tolerance, saying PG's return isn't hinging on him being able to play through the pain. I'm told it's about actual mobility that will tell whether slash when he's able to return. Yeah, uh, if there's no mobility in that knee... <laughs> buddy, he's not playing. Uh, he ain't playing for nothing. Let's be honest with ourselves. If he can't move his knee properly, he's not playing. I, I would respect that man if he could. If he could play. Not gonna lie. If he could play for that type of pain, but I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it. He would, or they should. I just, I, 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 I just don't know what to say. It's just the Clippers' luck and his luck that he got injured at this point in time, especially right before the postseason. Now, not gonna be in the playing tournament. Knock on wood. But, anything can happen. But he's still going to get that rest. Still going to get that rest. And when he comes back, he's going to be like old firecracker exploding. I really hope that did not make anyone uncomfortable. Anyways, um, that's what's going on with my guy Paul George. I just... I can't, still can't believe that. Still can't believe that. What are the odds he gets injured right here, right now? Anyways. 
Um, I just want to just get through this news real quick because still is breaking news around the league, even though it's not going to be breaking down many people's doors. It's still breaking news, technically. So Nick Richards and the Hornets have agreed to a three-year, $15 million extension. The former second-round pick is actually, he's not a bad player. I know he's been here since 2020, but $5 million per season from is not bad. I will say, he's been quietly averaging 8 points and 6 rebounds in 18 minutes per game. He is a solid defender with good rebounding skills and has good finishing around the basket. I would give... I would give this contract to him every single time. Every single time. Nine times out of ten. You know what? Ten out of ten times. Because give him this contract to turn into a nice two-way player. Yeah. I'm not just saying that to say. I think he could. I'm not saying. When I say special, I don't mean like in a LeBron sense special. But special for his role and who he is. So I just think he could turn into a nice player. A nicely developed player. Now. Going off into a different direction. I got. The Cavaliers. People have been crapping on the like. On the Cavaliers for like forever. Post LeBron and Kyrie. Leaving and Ty Lue leaving. And you had J.B. Bickerstaff come on in. And you were just trying to rebuild this team. Man, I told y'all just to let the Cavaliers figure themselves out and then let them cook. Honestly, this team is so good right now. So, so, so good. They're coming off the Isaiah uh, Coro Isaiah game winning shot. Impressive game when it shot. I don't even know what was going like Madness was happening. Which should have went to overtime. Turned out to be a game winner for Isaiah Coro. Just absolutely amazing. But the Cavaliers have been on a very nice win streak. Free and win streak. Beating the Nets in back-to-back games. Finishing out their series with them. But they've just been a really good team. 47-28, they're fourth, they're going to be locking it in, because the next team behind them is the fifth seed in Knicks, and they're 11-5, they're five games behind them. The, Cleveland has gone 8-2 in the last 10 games. They're soft, but if you just see the history of the Cavaliers, and how they built their team, and you could have been like, they sacrificed everything for a championship back in 2016. And now it's seven years later. I take that every day. I just take that every day. Because as Suns fans, we don't get that luxury. We just, we when we bite, we bite hard. Like when we stink, for all the seasons that we were really bad, we didn't sacrifice all for a championship. We sacrificed it all. Four really bad draft picks like Josh jo- uh, Josh Jackson and Alex Len. Like, that hurts me. That legit hurts me. Anyways, not bitter. 
I'm not going to go down that route. But if you check out the roster and you check out the, just the history of the Cavaliers since 2016, very, very much. But I love this team that's around them. I love Donovan Mitchell. Great trade. There's Garland. Great draft. Like, when you're able to draft and trade properly, man, it's so critical. So critical. So, so, so critical. And I want people to recognize Mike Gainsley. Mike Gainsley? Gainsley? Uh, G-A-N-S-E-Y. He is the current job manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers. This man has been an amazing GM for the Cavaliers. And if you remember, he was assistant GM to full-time GM. And even though that he he's seen he's pretty much seen a lot of basketball. He's a former player, he's done all that, but when you look at this guy's rap sheet, when you look at this guy, he's put together and managed a very, very good team. Well, you gotta remember, this was a former NBA G League Executive of the Year. I just, I love this a lot. And he has done very well. The former Power Four has done very well in constructing this team. Because he he's able to construct and manage this team with Don Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Kess Vert, Jared Allen, Isaiah Coro. All these guys. All these guys. Like, this is, this is super special. Like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think many people remember the history of the Cavs and being really bad, but they're a really bad team <laughs> throughout the years. Because you gotta remember, 2017-18, yeah, they're 50-32, and 32, but come 2018 to 2019-20, they were 19, they were a 19-win team. And then 2020 to 21, 22. And then these this this season, this past season, they've been an above 500 team. That's incredible. You know the last time they were a fourth seed team? It was back in 2017-18. That's just amazing to me. That's simply amazing to me. So I love that. I love the way... That the Cavaliers have been operating. And the way that they're just going. Like honestly guys. This have been absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I'm not happy. And I get that this is not the big news. But I just want to say. The Cavaliers have been a very interesting team. A very compelling and a very inspiring team. To really sit down. Watch. View. And just talk about. And those are my honest opinions. I've been a I've been a Cleveland fan forever. I've been a Cleveland, Cleveland Browns fan too. At least I finally been a Cleveland fan and saw a solid championship come to Cleveland. 
I'm not from Cleveland. Trust me, I'm not from Cleveland. But I'm a Cleveland fan. The Browns, they'll always be a failure. That may never change. But the Cavaliers are changing, and that's the sport I'm covering, baby. So, for all that being said, and it's actually fun. I'm talking about the Cavaliers now, and Isaiah Koro's uh, game winner is being played right now. A very good defensive player, might I add. Very good defensive player. Not the biggest offensive player, but it'll give you solid points. It'll give you solid points. Give you even solid uh, game winners. So, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty... It's actually pretty funny. Anyways. Um, there are rumors right now of the Cavaliers wanting to extend Carol's Avert. And I absolutely love it. As this is a wing player... That's very talented, and he, he, he's very talented in his role with Cleveland. Even though Levert's shots have dropped, his efficiency has risen. That's amazing. He's averaging 12 points. I get it, that's his lowest since his rookie season, but he's shooting career best 37.6% from free. He's also adding a solid four rebounds and four assists in 30 minutes per game. Mostly off the Cavs bench. All he cares about. You need pieces like that. You need pieces like that. You need players like that. So, pay the man. Pay the man. He's not going to be that expensive. He's not. And I'm looking up his car chart right now because I'm... I hate to admit this, but I do not know his contract, even though I probably should. So, his salary right now is $18 million. He's probably going to get like $18 to $20 million per season. I could, legit, I could legitimately see that. I could see that. Yeah, you know what? I could. Because he's unrestricted free agent. Just gotta remember, he has the annual average salary of $17.5 million. Because you gotta remember, he signed a free year $52.5 million contract. He's probably gonna make a little more than that. He's probably gonna make $60, $65 million if I take a guess. If I take a guess. More maybe he's just gonna stay around the 50 mark. But I would think $60, 65 would be his max. I think it's the max Cleveland would want to spend on him. Not because he's not worth it, but just because if his of his production, his role, and everything he is right now, I think he's just worth 60 65 million in total. Maybe over a span of three to four years. I don't know. That would actually be pretty interesting to me because over a span of three years, he's still making $21.6 million. Now, over the span of four years, that'll be 16.2. Either way, he's cashing in. He's cashing in. He's already cashed in, but he's going to have another huge contract. Yeah, that's where we're pretty much at. With the Cavalier news, with the Hornet news, with the Clipper news, with the Laker news, with all the news. Um... So, with all of that being said, and me going through breaking news around the league, 
Y'all know what time it is, and it's the greatest time to be alive for these podcast episodes, because it's the segment of Topic of the Day, and we're going to be answering the question, what's going on with Jalen Brown and the Boston Celtics? Ha! You didn't think two seasons ago, when this team went so fast, that this core was ever going to break up, but that could be the that could be the chance. That could be what's happening. The fake could be sealed. The case may be closed. Whatever you want to say, however you want to say, does not matter to me because the writing may be on the wall. So I'm going to give y'all some context. I'm going to give y'all some context. So the the Boston Celtics reportedly discussed a trade with the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant. Last offseason, a package built around Jalen Brown, Derek White, and future draft picks. Here's what my guy JB had to say. Quote, Katie and JT are friends. They was working out together or whatnot. So I wasn't sure what the energy was. I wasn't sure what the direction of the organization was. End quote. Next. I just want to say this, the overall feeling is that Brown won't be signing an extension with the team due to money. He'll make more money in free agency than with Boston. However, that could change if he makes an all-NBA team this year and is off to the Supermax. So, it gets really interesting. But why is everyone saying he's going to take the money? He's going to take the money. Because of these two quotes. Quote, I don't know, I'm sorry, um, this was what Jalen Brown said to the ring regarding his future with Boston and how long, how long he wants to play with Jason Tatum. Quote, I don't know, as long as I'm needed, it's not up to me. We'll see how they feel about me over time and how I feel about them over time. Hopefully, whatever it is, it makes sense, but I will stay where I'm wanted. I will stay where I'm needed and treated correct. End quote. Um, second quote, I just enjoy the time that you have now, if, oh, sorry, let me restart, I just enjoy the time that you have now, if it's your whole career, it's your whole career, if it's not, it's not, some of the greatest players of all time haven't finished with the organization, Michael Jordan retired a wizard, as much as we like it here, enjoy being here, you see where life takes you. You see how the process goes. All you really do is focus on what's in front of you right now. To be honest, but I really don't know or want to answer that question because that type of stuff makes Celtics fans speculate and go crazy. Especially right now, I'll just say we'll get there when we get there. End quote. Can we just say something real quick? What does it mean to be treated correctly? I'm confused. Well, I'm not confused, but... Treated correct. Like, from a friendship perspective? Like, what does it mean to be treated correct? What does it mean to be treated correctly? Honestly, guys, I don't know. I wish I did know. 
I wish I didn't know. Oh, well, I'm not going to focus on that. I guess there's different perspectives that you could take that from. I don't care, and I don't want to know what he meant behind that. But what I do know is this. We have a damaged relationship. Do I think Jalen Brown has a future in Boston? Yes. But his relationship with the team has been rocky. To be honest, ever since his name was in trade rumors, surrounding Kevin Durant has been rocky. But let's be honest, bro. It's Kevin Durant. Like, no one's going to say no to Kevin Durant. The Suns didn't. They gave up Mikel Bridges for him. And I arguably believe Mikel's better than JB. As much as I respect him, I think Mikel's better. That's a different conversation for a different day. But look. I can see Boston trading him away for a piece that is better than Brown. And can excel the backcourt with JT. But I love both. I love them both. They did go to a NBA Finals. Like, just don't forget about that. I don't know if people are getting caught up in the moment. And we're forgetting that just two NBA Finals ago, this duo just took the league by storm and went to the NBA Finals. It was two games away from winning the championship. And can I just say something real quick? I, I brought this up the other day. Off the podcast with my dad. Um, I was I was there. I I said to him because we were, we were talking about the whole uh, Jalen Brown situation. But I said to him, "Do you realize that it was back to back NBA Finals where a team was only two wins away from winning the championship, from winning it all, but lost four straight games: Suns against Bucks and Celtics against Warriors." Truly incredible when you think about it. And for how much time flies, you're like, oh, dang. You really just don't piece the puzzle. Uh, you just don't piece it all together. Just don't piece the puzzle together. But I found that a very interesting fun fact and tidbit that maybe you guys could tell someone. Because while crushing to me that the Suns could not win, um, only two games away, it's fine. Anyways. He's forced to a game seven, maybe. Uh, I don't care at this point. I don't care. Still not heartbroken about that. Why would I be heartbroken? I don't have to be heartbroken. We're going to the finals now. I'm on the verge of crying again. Anyways, so cool fun fact. But what's going to happen with Brown? It's bad when you have someone says where I feel wanted. Because if he's saying, well, where I'll go where I feel wanted. So that means he feels disrespected or he feels that he's not getting enough respect. And I can get where a guy, so let's take it from the player perspective. If you've been here for your entire career since when did you get in the league? Like 2016? When you go there, you pretty much... Make a huge career, a huge name for yourself. You're sticking here. It's been seven years. It's been a great ride. You've seen the ups and downs, and now you're riding the high. And then the team's like, well, we're going to trade you. And even though it's for uh, Kevin Durant, I can see where that still feels disrespectful. But I don't know. 
I don't know, man. To be honest, this situation has me up in the air. It does. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know how I feel about this. I, I honestly don't know. Because I want to say on one side, I get where the Celtics coming from. On the other side, I get where JB's coming from. I get where Jalen's coming from. This could come down to a money, to a money situation. This could come down to money. Like, straight come down to money. Because, could he make an NBA All-Star team? Sure. He has free chances to make it. First, second, and third. His free chances. Does he prove to be, like, on the third or second or first? I think so. I wouldn't see why not. He isn't he like averaging 26, 5, and 4. Ooh, I was close. 26, 7, and 3. Those are like cry numbers. It's cry numbers in minutes played, points, field goal percentage, and rebounds per game. Also, he did get drafted back in 2016. And if you guys can remember, Devin Booker got drafted in 2015, which means that these two guys were just a year apart. Think about that. And I only bring that up just as a fun fact, right? Also, I wonder how many people actually remember that Jalen Brown was a top free draft pick. He went number three. So you remember that was the Ben Simmons draft class. So when Ben, Brandon Ingram, and Jalen, and then the Phoenix Suns chose Dragon Bender, who only played four years in the NBA. Like, why could we never draft correctly? We could have Jacob out. We could have Sabonis. We could have had Kels Vert. Or you know what? You know who we had? You know who we could have had? Pascal Siakam. Or DeJounte Murray. But no, 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 no. I just think that the Suns had enough self to live for. So if it was going to be a suicide pick, it was going to be a suicide pick for us all. I've seen he just wanted us to suffer. I've seen that was Robert Sarver's end goal. Oh, such a bad year. We had so many bad years. Anyways. Like, this could come down to money. He could, but they also, could they offer him the Supermax? Would they want to pay the Supermax? I'm trying to see if I could get a potential contract for Jalen Brown. I'm trying to see. Because he did sign a four-year 100 free. So he's probably looking to make close enough to $200 million. Hmm. 
I wonder. I wonder if he's going to try to get paid close near to our million. Well, hold up. Yo. Guys. Um, this is from Sports Illustrated. This was February 4th, 2023. Two-time All-Star Joe Brown moved close to a sewer max deal with Celtics. Uh, this is their little subtext under their header. The former California standout could be in line for a $290 million contract extension. <gasps> oh. Would the team want to pay him that? What would that be like? 290 over six years? Over five years? Man. Like, how would you do that? Like, I know how you would do that. You would just put it over more years so it doesn't eat up your sour cap in the first few years unless you wanted to do that. But does it say for how many years? The, the key is being eligible for the Supermax deal is landing a spot on the All-Star, All-NBA team. And there's 15 players that could earn the first, second, or third team spots. Yeah. According to NBC Sports, if Brown makes an All-NBA team... The Celtics could offer him a five-year sewer max extension this offseason worth up to 35% of the sire cap. That could be worth approximately $290 million. That is more than any other team could offer him and could help the Celtics avoid a snarl which he plays out his current deal comes a 2024 free agent. That's what I'm saying. So... Y'all better pray that this man can get the Supermax. If not, he's probably walking. Because if there's no Supermax, then the Celtics won't be able to pay as much as other teams can in the market. In free agency. But I don't want this team to go. I don't want this team to split up. I don't want to do it to split up. I don't want JT and JB gone. I don't need Jalen Tatum to leave. Yes, I really did just say that. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I am very intrigued about that because Jalen Brown is a phenomenal basketball player. He really is. Love his game. Love his game. But I wonder... I wonder if he will walk. I just don't want him because he's such a good piece for the Celtics. Like, the Celtics to him are just... Like, why make this a clean divorce when you can just have a clean marriage counseling? Like, if y'all are going through some problems, just work it out. Have a conversation. I say that's all you need to have. Just clear it up. Just clear it up that, hey... We're all going to Kevin Durant. You're worth the same value in a trade package to get Kevin Durant. If that makes you feel better. 
But here's my thing. I I don't... But if a relationship is damaged and one side feels betrayed and disrespected, would that one side want to continue in the supposed marriage, in a supposed quote-unquote marriage? Would you want to do that? I don't know. And see, to me, that's going to make things really, really interesting. And they have the rest of this season to go, and postseason included, before his contract comes up. But he just has to make NBA all all NBA. Just makes an all NBA team. First, second, or third. But I like Jalen Brown. I just can't keep speculating on this because it's either going to be this way. Check it. He gets the Stuart Max deal through his play, through the award, or he does and he goes to a new team. Or he decides not to take a lot of money. And he decides to just stay with his team and just work out the problems and just not remain loyal. But, and he hopes that both sides can remain loyal. I wonder if that's his plan. I wonder if that's his plan. And I could see that working too, you know. I just find this really, really interesting. To be honest, I'm torn on this. Because I'm not torn so I want him to stay. Like emotionally, I want him to stay with the Celtics. But logically, when singing this out, I don't know. Could he feel betrayed? Could he feel disrespected? He's not going to get enough money. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go to a team that's going to pay me. And it's going to make me the focal point. Or give me a great team. I don't know if he has that type of mindset because the Celtics are darn near impressive this season. Like they were last season, the season before. Pretty much his his entire tenure leading up to this point. They've been building and improving and just striving to be better. So I don't know if there's going to be a situation where Jalen Brown feels as though he's going to leave. And say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not going to work out anymore. That'd be really interesting to me. It's all very interesting to me, guys. All very, very interesting. I really wish that I could give you a better question. Or a better answer, rather, on what's going on. Just what's going on with the Celtics and Jalen Brown? Uh, this is going to be... It's not going to be ugly because he's not tied up in more years on his contract. This is it. It's just going to be either a really sad goodbye or a really happy hello friend We're reuniting once more on a new contract. Like, as odd as that may sound, it's legit the roof so what do you so what happens like they win a championship he's not like all nba so he just won a championship and he leaves afterwards or does he take the last money like what happened like what what what, what happens i would just have to win a championship 
think at that point, you go to the finals two times in a row. You, I think if you win, go to the finals two times in a row and you win or lose, I think you have to resign. Like, to be honest, this is actually really intriguing to me. But I'm just gonna, I'm gonna answer it for you guys now. I'm not, I'm gonna stop speculating. So what's going on with Jalen Brown to Boston Celtics? I'm gonna tell you. They're having some disputes right now. There's some cracks in the foundation, but it's gonna be sealed and fixed with Flex Seal or some type of strong Gorilla Glue or something that can just emotionally and logically repair them. Cause I don't think there's a lot of damage happening to their relationship. I think there's damage, but I think some conversations just need to happen. I think JT and Brad Stevens need to sit down again, again, with Jalen Brown, talk it out, just say, look, you're fine, we're fine, we're cool, don't leave, we're going to give you to Supermax. All you got to do is just get the All-NBA uh, award, and boom, bada, bang, you will get that Supermax. We'll pay you almost $4 million. We'll do it. Which, I don't know how it's going to affect your sour cap. I have to look more into that. But, very interesting nonetheless. Very, very interesting nonetheless. Just going to be crazy how things turn around. I don't think JB is going to be leaving the team. I don't think so. I don't. I think it'll be a massive setback for his career and for the franchise tra- tra- trajectory. Do I think the Celtics are a good team? Yes. Do I think they work with Jalen Brown? Yes. Do I think that those both sides can work on their own? Probably not. This is a fifty win. This is a fifty win team because of how well they played, of how well they worked together. It's been showing. So I think this will be really bad for Boston and for Jalen Brown if they go their separate ways. And JB is just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not coming back. So I think things will be fine. Unless something dramatically and drastically blows up before the offseason or during the offseason. I think we'll be fine. So we need to take a deep breath. I think we need to just drink some water. I think we just need to calm down and say Celtics aren't going anywhere. JB's not going anywhere. I think everything will be all right. That's where I'm at. That's where my head's at. And that's where I'm going to keep things at. Be very, very interesting. Be very, very interesting. And guys, with that being said, this is all I have. Um, I, I, I have really nothing else to say. I'm trying to think of something, but I, 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 I can't. This is these are all my thoughts. I, I've took you guys through the two big things that have led to this. I'm not gonna say collapse, but to this ruffle in the feathers. Hmm. We're just going to see how this plays out. We're just going to have to see how this plays out.
So guys, with that being said, I'm going to be wrapping up. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today's podcast episode. You know where to find me. I'll be back next week starting. Well, I'll be back. I'll be back Monday. Don't worry. Podcast episode will be out. Sarah's podcast is probably not going to happen. It'll be a miracle if it does just because of my schedule. And of course, I'm still sick. As you guys could probably hear my voice and just everything else. So, guys, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in and peace out.